Hello, and welcome to episode 69 of Film Nights. My name's Richie. My name's Henry. And in today's episode, we're talking about War Dogs. How are you doing, Henry? Good, Richie, yeah. Yeah, good to see you. It's just us yeah. two today, I'm afraid. Yes, it this? is. Um, which has never happened before, but, you know, I think it'll be good. Yeah, I do, as well. I think it'll be very good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Jack's fucked off for this episode. Mm. Um, you know, pre-recorded and... Very poor. He couldn't even make it to this, so very, <coughs> very poor actually, and very <clears throat> disappointed in him. Mm. Joe's still away, and Joe's still away, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's just us, chill mm. back, relaxed uh, podcast. Uh huh. I think we'll do. Uh, I think we'll do a good job. Yeah, I think, I think we'll, Richie. Uh, I've got no worries. <laughs> yeah. Have you had a good week? Not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Not really done much. Well, I pub golf on Monday. Oh, Jesus. Oh yeah. How was that? Oh, it's brilliant. A lot of good fun. Um, Do you want to explain uh, how pub golf works Yeah, pub golf listeners? works. You get dressed up in village attire. Some rascal gear. Some, yeah, some very wavy garments. <laughs> uh, and then go around playing around with golf in pubs with drinking involved. So you go to 18 different establishments, drink 18 different drinks, or you're in a team of two, so you drink... Well, you can have split it nine way, nine each, or whatever. Yeah. Well, whoever wants to do what a hmm. uh, low score wins so unfortunately I didn't win but oh you didn't who uh, won Ash and Wendy won <laughs> they were a team right okay they got hole in one on every course with down the drink and everyone oh, wow. um, good on them yeah so it was very good fun though it's it's good nice day out on the bank holiday the weather was nice you know, yeah. walking down Blackpool front it was really mm. nice actually. I believe Matt Cartnell was there as well wasn't he yeah um, regular well not regular but he's a guest Regular, someone listeners want him on regularly, don't they? But um, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. can't commit. Can't, can't be here all the time. No, but um, yeah, Matt was there. Jack, no, Jack wasn't there. Jack actually. wasn't no, there. Sorry. Yeah, Matt was there, but he, he, I think he came second because uh, he was given a penalty for. Um, we got a stranger to nominate who was the best dressed team, <laughs> and the winner who who whoever got nominated get to dish out a shot to the team. Mm. So I think I can't remember who won. But they gave their shot to Matt and his team. All right. So they, so they came second in the end. But right. no, yeah, it was great fun. Great way to spend back all day. About you? Um, yeah, not been up to too much. Uh, no. Just uh, working and mm. uh, getting ready for uh, my uh, holiday, which I'll be going on in two days' time. Okay. But at the time of, that this episode actually airs, I'll be coming towards the end of it. Yeah. So. So the next episode, this episode, will be coming out a bit later. Yeah, we're we're recording this in on uh, the thirty first of August. Mm. So uh, I don't know what the date will be when this goes out. But, no, you know, just to give you an idea of when we'd uh, got this recorded. Yeah. So uh, yeah, uh, I think we should probably move on okay. uh, to our review. Mm. Uh, this week we're talking about War Dogs, and we will be discussing major spoilers for this film. So if you care about that, then skip ahead. I'll put in the description when the spoilers will end. Here's a clip. Hey, seriously, is this safe, driving to Baghdad? Yes, very safe. 50-50. 50 what, like 50% we live, 50% we die? Yes, that's why we drive through night. It's much safer. How much safer? 50-50. Bro, what the... Obviously, he doesn't know what 50-50 means. Oh my god. Hey, what about gas though? It's a long trip, no? No problem, man. Better on free in the rush. No kidding. 
free gas. Yeah. See what I'm talking about? Iraq is dope. I'm thinking about getting a place there. Free gas. Cool, man. Okay, uh, War Dogs is directed by Todd Phillips, and it stars Miles Teller, Jonah Hill, Anna Dayanis, and Bradley Cooper. Synopsis is, based on the true story of two young men, David Packhouse and Ephraim Divroli, who won a $300 million contract from the Pentagon to arm America's allies in Afghanistan. Henry, what did you think of War Dogs? I think I, I quite liked this film overall, Richie. I thought it was um, quite an interesting take on a very interesting story. Mm-hmm. Very similar style to, you know, American Hustle, okay. uh, Big Short, that sort of thing. Mm. Trying to bring a bit of comedy to... Um, these tales and a lot of narration and some good shots and the, quite the way it's edited and that. It's sort of this new way of doing it, isn't it? Um, yeah. We've seen it quite often now with these sort of, with these sort of stories. Yeah. Um, I quite like it, yeah. It's a good way to make a film. Um, I thought overall, though, yeah, the film itself was good. A lot of comedy in it. Jonah Hill was very funny, mm-hmm. which I did expect, really, but... We'd just say that before we went into this, we didn't really have a clue about it. No, not really at all. I mean, I sort of read, we were reading the synopsis during the trailers, weren't we? Because I'd <laughs> yeah. never even seen a trailer for it. Never, I've heard, I knew it was out, I knew it was John Hill's new film, but I didn't really know. I had seen the trailer, before. but the trailer was pretty vague. Right. Uh, right. The one I saw anyway. Mm. So I didn't. I still didn't really have any idea of what was going on Yeah. Um, before I saw it. Mm. But um, that didn't really matter. I, I was quite enjoyed the way that uh, things were explained to you. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's a very complex story with the intricacies of how, actually how the two characters um, did what we did. So we didn't. I don't think we dumbed you down, and we didn't overboard you as well with facts and, mm-hmm. and sort of figures and that. And I like it when you get that because it's really hard balance. to yeah. The balance is so hard to meet. Yeah, but I think we we really did it well in this film. Like I say, I thought there's a lot of comedy throughout. Actually, it was only until sort of the last last real. Half an hour of a well, film where it got where it turned a bit. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's described as a comedy drama yeah. crime. Film, well, yeah, so. that's a way to describe it. Yeah, yeah. so um, didn't feel the length. Thought it was a good length as well. It was a good um, length actually. Yeah, just under two hours. I think, I think something like so that. So I think yeah. that's about right for this style of film. Mm. Um, I think ninety. If it was ninety minutes, it would have been crammed. So I don't. I, didn't I actually think that. the length was exactly right. Yeah, because you, you you go to have too much information. Uh, or or it goes on for too long, mm. then you start to it starts to feel a bit heavy. Yeah, something like this, and yeah. I, I I felt it was pretty <clears throat> pretty light. I did remember. Um, pretty sure it was the big hustle, uh, big hustle, American hustle, um, big short. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure the big short went over two hours, and I remember feeling, oof, that's enough now. I felt the length. Yeah, sure. Mm. But um, I think overall it, it was it was a good film. It was, it was quite a fun film. Um, and definitely one I'd, I'd recommend to, to anyone really because yeah. like you say it was quite an easy watch for something that was um, very heavy mm. and only happened in about 12 years 10-12 years ago so yeah. very current um, Christ saying that it seemed like it wasn't even that long ago just thinking about mm. 2005 well, I know yeah, yeah it's <laughs> amazing really but yeah I think overall um, I enjoyed this film mm. I completely agree. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I really loved the the way the story was told. It, it was kept very light and very fun. And um, yeah, getting that balance right. You're exactly right, Henry. It's very difficult. And I think it's 
a real problem for these types of films. You've got an audience which doesn't know anything about the story or really the logistics of how anything within the story should work. International arms deals. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> how the fuck am I supposed to know anything about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to have the narration in there, while it's maybe not always the best way to kind of explain what's going on, for something like this, it's really the only way to do it. And uh, it's it serves as a way to get the main points across in this film without being patronising. No, and to move the film on as well. And to move the film on, it it definitely helped with um, getting the story going. Mm. Um, Because you don't want to get... Yeah, you don't want to get bogged down in all the tiny details of how everything works. Um, But at the same time, you don't want to feel like you don't know what the fuck's going on. No, because then if you do get bogged down, you're too busy Mm. trying to think, right, what does that mean? Who's that? What's that? And then you're not enjoying the film then. Mm. Exactly. (laughs) So having to cram all that information uh, into a film, you mm. could you could very easily spend too much time trying to explain everything to yeah. the audience, because it must be difficult to figure out exactly how much the audience needs to know. Yeah, must be. Yeah, must be a very difficult decision to make. And um, I I like Todd Phillips. I liked all the Hangover films. A lot of people have problems with the sequels of the Hangover films. I actually enjoyed them. Um, yeah, I did pretty well myself. Obviously, the first one was the best. The yeah. first one's obviously the best. The second one, yeah, everyone's complaint was it was exactly the same, and it was exactly the same. But I was in it for the jokes, and the jokes yeah, were good. Exactly, yeah. And the third one was a completely different film, but I enjoyed that as well. Again, mm. good jokes, and this was very different uh, to that kind of thing. But I still felt a bit of similar comedy in there, yeah. and um, it was good when Bradley Cooper was in it as well. He, he was he wasn't in it too much, I don't think. No, we didn't really see him until about, well, well over an hour. Yeah, exactly. Which is why putting his name at the top of the uh, starring list is a bit much, but this happens all the time. But I'm glad that he wasn't in it too much, actually. Mm. Mm. I think it could have been a bit ridiculous if they just put him in loads. I think he uh, produced it with Todd Phillips as well. Yeah, yeah, he was was them two produced it, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, let's uh, get a bit more into detail with Mm. um, everything that happened. I like so so I like how it jumped around in time a bit in the beginning when he was being beaten up by mm. well who we didn't yeah, know but yeah, we, didn't, we didn't know that's a good start but yeah um, straight in at the deep end and then when it went back you know what I was pretty hooked from beginning to end mm. um, I I could recommend this to any general film watcher mm. genuinely was sucked in throughout the whole film yeah and didn't get bored at any point or it was a really interesting story. It, yeah, it was a really, really interesting story. And it was really interestingly told. Mm. Um, there's definitely a feel of Wolf of Wall Street about it, I think. Yeah, yeah I'd agree with that. the story in general. Um, and I really enjoy those types of stories being told. Mm. Um, I loved how Jonah Hill and Miles Teller's characters uh, developed and how you got a bit of a wild card sense from Jonah Hill. Mm. Uh, I think there was a, a lot of good stuff there and... Uh, I thought it brought a lot of tension, actually, at times. Yeah, I, I thought as well that just those two together were they just worked perfectly. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed the chemistry and uh, the jokes that they shared together, mm. uh, the way they sort of bounced off each other. Really enjoyable throughout, actually. I mean, even towards the end, when when you say Richie that Jonah Hill's character um, changes a bit, or you know, yeah, he, um, go, he goes, is the right word. Doesn't change, but mm. you kind of just notice a bit more. That he's mm. gone a little bit off the deep yeah, end. He's a bit rogue. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, he does have that sense to him throughout the whole film, yeah. but it really becomes apparent. It, it does really become apparent, but also in a, in a not-too-in-your-face way. Yeah, again, I mean, that's very well played by John Hill himself. Yeah, I um, mean, that's, that's the thing about um, Miles, Miles Teller. It's very difficult when you're up against someone yeah. like Jonah Hill, who I think is a pretty fantastic actor. Well, yeah, exactly. And I really like that he's moved into different stuff. That was a point, I was about to make that point, because um, the last thing I saw Jonah Hill in was Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. When I watched that for the first time fairly recently and that was a side to him I'd never seen him do that sort of role before right yeah well, so I was just used to uh, you know 21 Jump Street standard comedy roles yeah exactly super bad etc yeah but his role in The Wolf of Wall Street was fantastic and mm. he and he was great it was very refreshing to see from him it was and I think there's a lot of elements of that role in this film as well I agree uh, and I th- and just and a bit more weight on him <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes because uh... we were trying to work this out weren't we um He's put a bit of timber back on John Hill. He has. I was thinking it was for the character, but yeah. then uh, you uh, you very quickly got a picture up of the uh, real person. Very slim. <laughs> very slim uh, young guy. Mm. So, uh, Ephraim, whatever he's called. Uh, Ephraim, yeah. Uh, so it wasn't that. No, it wasn't it, that. It seems like it's just that uh, he does have a bit of a problem. Uh, yeah, keeping his weight, his weight down. Yeah, his weight fluctuates a bit, let's say. Yeah, well, <laughs> Jesus, I think this is the biggest I've ever seen him. <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah, probably is actually. But it did actually fit his character really well, I think. Mm, mm. I think it, it worked. Yeah, it definitely did. So with Miles Teller, I think he's pretty good, uh, but he's certainly not as good as Jonah Hill. No. Um, have, there... you, have you seen him in anything before? <laughs> yes, I have. I've seen him in... Uh, Project the, X. The... No, is well, Project X? Oh, well, I have seen Project X, right. but ages ago, and I didn't, I don't remember him mm. being in that. Was he a main character in that? I think so. Yeah, I can't remember. Obviously, it would have been. But that was out like 2011, wasn't it? So maybe yeah. a few years ago. I didn't like that film. <laughs> no, I didn't. Jack, I think Jack loves it. Oh, I'm sure he does. Um, but uh, yeah, I've seen him in the uh, equally amazing <laughs> Fantastic. Oh right, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just a terrible film, not necessarily because of him. He was, I don't think. I he, he plays Miles in Project X. That's actually brilliant. He plays Miles. So, it doesn't really stand out to me because I can't, can't remember him. Tomorrow. It's been a while since I've watched that film. Yeah, it'd be a while since I've watched it again, I think. But in Fantastic Four, mm. I, don't, I don't remember him being particularly bad. Is that the most recent Fantastic Four? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, Yeah, the absolute. Um, I don't so know yeah, how I, to explain it. It was absolutely I, awful. I didn't have a mis—I didn't have a misfortune of uh, seeing that film. So. Mm, yeah, you're lucky. Well, we've got a review mm. of it, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that film was just downright terrible. Right. I, but um, I'm kind of glad that it doesn't seem to have uh, made a mark on his career because no. he was pretty good in this. Oh, okay, uh, I think. Mm. Oh, yeah, I completely agree. I thought he was really good. Mm. Um, not I really. Thought, uh, I, sorry, I was just going to say I, I found him a, a little bit iffy to start with, but going on, I, I really, I, was, yeah, I really. That, that, was my, that was my um, basically what I was about to say. Yeah. Um, so the very, very opening scene. Obviously, we can't read too much into his character then. Mm. Like you say, the thing about messing messing around with time. But then the first sort of fifteen minutes was just, well, fifteen twenty minutes was him, but narrating as well, wasn't it? And his little story about him being a massage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was thinking, oh god. I wasn't... My hopes were not very high. For him or for the film? For him. Right. Less so the film, because 
when John Hill showed up at the funeral, I thought, all right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> but then, uh, no, I really struggled with him at the start. I wasn't getting into his character at all. Mm. Um, I, I wouldn't say it was boring, the start. It's just... I, I was wondering, when is this going to kick off? I just okay. get on with it. Because mm. we'd seen the very first shot with his, with his gun to it, a gun to his head being beaten to a pulp. Yeah. That got me in. And then the next 15 minutes just plodded along a bit. And I thought, okay... Now, after I've seen the film, I'm not that bothered about it, but at the time I was thinking, oh, you know, is, when's this story going to get started? When are we going to get on with it? Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. think I minded that, really. I kind of liked the way it established... I wasn't actually liking him. Right. His performance. No, I wasn't really liking his performance. I either. found him to be quite boring. That's Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get that. I, yeah. I wasn't really liking his performance. I found him a bit iffy, but I definitely did want to him. Mm. Throughout the rest oh, of the yeah, time. completely. Um, once he sort of ditched his uh, bed sheet idea <laughs> and... When John Hill finally asked him to become a partner, yeah, you know that's when that's when he changed, and that's mm-hmm. when he throughout the film from that point on he was very good. Yeah, I wonder how much of that backstory is actually true. Well, I mean that's the it did say based on the true story, but um, I think a lot of it will have been fabricated for entertainment purposes, like like we all are really. Yeah, they always want to make me want to look more into, but I'd say that it always had a, it also had a good balance of being fun but not being too over the top ridiculous mm, yeah the bits where Jonah Hill was trying to talk to the the Jordan guy whoever he was through that little boy who's a translator oh that was funny that. oh yeah that was funny that was funny with, um, yeah I found a lot of it funny Marlboro whatever he's called yeah it wasn't uh, not there wasn't much really laugh out loud stuff but it was actually really funny no it wasn't laughed out, laugh out loud it was just yeah. sniggering and just clever I think it was pretty yeah. clever yeah the, the humour mm. I think the most ridiculous um, part of the film for me is when they got high in the uh, when, when, and then they Before went, we went to into the meeting yeah in the meeting which is not that ridiculous so I think that's quite good but it, I think it's the most I think Do you, you think that didn't happen I don't think that happened I think they I think everything that was said in the meeting was probably what happened but I don't think they were high what about all the because I mean there was a lot of drug taking in it I'm sure there was a lot of drug taking in the, in the process it, it, even you know you're talking about before about Shades of Wolf for Wall Street. Well, John Hill was snorting cocaine in the office, in his actual office, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Quite often. Mm. Um, but Mars Teller didn't really seem to do that much in like, in the office. He was sort of... He just did weed a bit, didn't he? Yeah. More towards the beginning. Uh, so, I mean... Because he was more serious about the business side of things, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, 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 definitely. Which I liked. I really liked the way that partnership mm. uh, worked out. Mm. Yeah, but you do wonder, don't you, you know, how much... Um, how much of that drug taking actually... Yeah, I'm sure there was a lot of drug taking yeah, at the time. Damn, I am sure. I'm sure there was. But, um, but it, it seems a little bit of a stretch to me that they got high right before this massive meeting with yeah, these guys. Three hundred million dollars on the table, something stupid like that. Whatever the bid was. Yeah. You think mm. the the fact that they were they really under underbid, they low blowed the competition. And I'm I, sure that is what? true. Do you know what? I didn't actually like that scene. Oh really? That was one of the only scenes in the film I didn't like. I didn't like the people who were interviewing them that was oh, just I not realistic I at all I see exactly what you mean yeah when they the said the two guys said oh we can't really tell you did. son but, but what we, the hell but what the hell oh. yeah I, thought, mm. I, I, just, I didn't find that funny I think he was trying to be funny and light hearted but I yeah. just didn't like it you know what there was a bit of a twinge in my uh, in my mm. head when that happened as well mm. I, I know exactly what you mean that was a very small moment yeah it, it, did, it didn't but it, it didn't was, affect my overall you know thing, but. I, I did kind of Prepare my eyes for in case there was any more of this. For yeah. a, bit of, a bit of eye rolling to yeah. go on. 
Yeah, and but they didn't quite get to the back of my head. No, 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 not quite, not quite. But I would say the character I disliked the <laughs> I most know exactly what you're going to say was Miles Teller's girlfriend. girlfriend. Um, Ooh, I, yeah, I feel talk like... about wooden. I mean, Jesus. Yes, and we're not just we're not just talking about in our pants. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I think really, really weak. I think the decision to cast her uh, definitely lay a lot more on her assets than on her acting ability. Very much so. I completely agree with that. Um, I thought the delivery of the lines was just so, so. I could see the script, and mm. I, could, I could. It's just tell that she was reading it, and it's very disappointing, actually, <sighs> yeah, because um... in a film that I think is very good mm. and really enjoyed. Every time she was on screen, it really Li- brought it down. Literally every time, yeah. yeah. Every single scene. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Not a single one where I believed her character. The only time when she was okay was when she was getting angry. Like when in... she was getting angry and the camera was sort of panning around and following them around when we were having arguments. Mm. Um, that seemed to be a bit better because she wasn't actually reading the script. She was actually having to speak a bit quicker, I think, to get a point across. Yeah. So that... Um, so for that bit, she was all right. Her accent might have helped with that as well. <sighs> yeah, God, I, I thought oh. her accent was—it was really annoying. The first, the first, even from the first scene, he stumbles into the flat. He's stoned, and she says, "Are you stoned?" Uh, yeah, but says, I, oh, we got pizza and all that. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, that was awful. But I have to—I have to say that's down to the acting ability rather than her accent. Like, yeah, she, she could have been very good. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, you know, it would have sounded good. I think I've seen her in something before, though. Was it another Todd Phillips film? <laughs> Is she related to someone? I don't know. I mean, I've been on her IMDb before, and there's nothing that stands out, but I swear I've seen her in something before. Right. I think I might have watched... Like, no! I think I might have watched a Spanish horror film when she's in it. Oh, fuck, okay. Um, I can't remember the bloody name of it. It's been I, didn't even watch, of, I didn't even watch the whole thing. Um, she has been quite in a, quite a lot of Spanish films. Yeah. Well, it was friend of a pod, Tom Broderick. He <laughs> acquired the, this film, um, let's say, not in the correct manner, <laughs> without realising it was in Spanish, and the subtitles were also in Spanish. <laughs> so we've been watching very long. Brilliant. But um, I do recognise it from somewhere. Yeah, but um, the scenes with her and, and David, or Miles, that's the character name is David. Wasn't yeah, it? that's right. David, oh, God. David, just really, I don't know. I just couldn't. Relate to it because obviously they had the pressure of having a young child, mm. a young baby, mm. and David was as the film went on, he had to go abroad a lot more and work harder. But I just wasn't getting into it at all. It wasn't it wasn't making me feel any emotional connection to them. I'm thinking Miles Teller's performance might have been slightly affected by uh, by that as well by her. Do you think? What in think... those scenes specifically? Well, I mean, whenever he was with Jonah Hill, he was always really good, wasn't he? Or on his own. Yeah. But, you know, when he's talking to her with that pizza thing, that was god-awful. Yeah, but he was trying to pretend to be stoned, wasn't he? So... I don't know, that scene was probably just the worst for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a good one, was it? No. Um, but yeah, she was definitely... I, I see what you mean when you say she was a bit better when she got angry. Like that scene um, when she finds the hidden money. Yeah. 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 That was probably the best of her scenes, but... Agreed. Still wasn't no. great. <laughs> not, not at all, not at all. No. What did you think of the, the the way it split up the kind of chapters with the bringing in a quote? Well, I thought, I don't know, sometimes it worked. Sometimes I liked it because it was a funny quote or something. 
think maybe it happened a bit too often. Um, well, yeah, I mean, it's very sort of Tarantino style, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Fade to black, white writing on the f- white font, and I mean, obviously, he has like chapter three and in the name of a chapter or something like that. For yeah, example. but um, with this, it just sort of. I don't know. I mean, it moves the story on. Um, when the film was over, it was sort of 2005 to 2007. It's kind of trying to decide whether I, I liked it or not throughout the whole film. Yeah. Um, they definitely... Yeah, I, I, I think I liked it towards us at the start because it was a funny quote or something. Mm. Then when it, when it ha- happened the sort of fifth and the sixth time, I was thinking, oh, okay. Sometimes it felt a bit irrelevant. Well, yeah, exactly. And you think, well, why are you doing this? Yeah, it was just like a random quote, so it was like it wasn't really a teaser for the next thing. Like mm. one of them, I think that, they, that happened more towards like the final two or three of them. Yeah, I think you're probably right. One of them was that sounds illegal, and it's like mm. I don't really know what point you're trying to make no, with that because exactly, the whole yeah. thing throughout the whole film has been pretty illegal. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, at times it was a bit confusing, mm. but sometimes it did work. Mm. Different way of doing it, I suppose. Um, you know, like we said about. Films like this and American Hustle, Big Short, and that sort of thing. You do have to move or move time on. Um, so it's quite a good way of doing it. it well, not a good way, but different way of doing it. But I definitely it wasn't when it was like the last couple. I was thinking, oh, come on, because mm. the quotes were just yeah, not funny and not, not really that relevant. Like, this is illegal, right? Okay, yeah, thank thanks. you. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Yeah, exactly. been here for two hours. I know everything's pretty much illegal. So, mm. so I'd say. Quite a nice idea, Todd, but, you know, mixed, try, try, mixed, hard, try harder next time. Yeah, just a mixed bag, I think. of A little bit. Mm. Um, there was quite a lot of um, good shots. A lot, a lot of good cinematography, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some really great shots. Especially um, when they went abroad as well to, oh, yeah. to Jordan and to Albania as well. Some really nice shots. There. Yeah, I actually liked a lot of the sequences in Albania. Mm-hmm. Some, there was some good montages. I loved everything about the exchanging of the bullets at mm. the ammo uh, I loved the idea of it uh, you know even though it's true um, and I loved the way it was shot I loved that scene where they were both sitting at a table watching them switch yeah yeah, the yeah ammo. into plastic bags and all that yeah exactly yeah. I thought that was great and it was a good montage with that mm. um, and I liked this is something I was a bit iffy on at the time but on reflection I liked it quite a lot right after uh, it gets back to the scene where uh, Miles Teller's character, uh, David, uh, is being beaten up and then he decides to leave Albania. I was thinking at that time that uh, that, was a bit, that was getting a bit rushed and it was felt a bit like they were trying to move on in time. But actually, it was just setting up uh, for the cause at the end in a way that didn't make you think about it too much yeah. and, and it didn't want you to remember mm. until it brought it back later on. Well, Do you I know what I'm talking I about? I didn't even think that... I didn't even f- have the feeling of, oh, this is rushed, to be honest. You didn't? No, because I thought... I was sort of really siding with um, David at that point. Because oh, I was as well. I was definitely as well. he was but... out there on the ground doing all the hard work and mm. John Hill was just sat there in his office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't anything to do with his his character that I felt that. It was it was honest, that, it was honestly just the fact that it it mm. was he immediately got back to the factory and then within about 60 seconds he was on the plane back. Yeah. Um so there's nothing wrong with him immediately deciding to leave. But it felt a little rushed as how he, how quickly he actually did leave. Yeah, okay. At the time, but then when it came back mm. as to the, the the thing about them not being paid. Yeah. 
I actually like how that how that quickly moved ahead of that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I say, I mean, I didn't even really, I didn't even think about that that Mm. much at the time. Mm. I just thought, okay, well, he's been out there for, initially he said it was two weeks to a month and then it transpired through his narration that he'd been out there nearly two months Mm. while John Hill was just sat there. Yeah. So I thought, well, if you get a gun pointed, if you're in that situation, you get battered, you would just say, right, get out of here then. Mm. Um, And that call between David and Ephraim was very well shot as well. Um, uh, which one, sorry? On Christmas Day. That's when he really... Oh, yes. When, Actually, yeah, that was a really good that's scene. That's when from John Hill's character... Mm. At that point, I thought, oh, God. I mean, I know he was an actor and he was... Not, that doesn't make any sense, does it? Not John Hill's an actor. The fact that Ephraim... We kept saying... <laughs> right. we kept saying, <laughs> we kept saying that... Um, Ephraim changed his personality depending on who he was Yeah, with. yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Ephraim himself was acting... Yeah. Um, not John Hill was an actor. But when he, um, when John Hill was sort of looking over this contract, but mm. David stupidly left yeah, well, in the office. Him, I mean, yeah. I knew exactly, right, mm. when he, the whole contract scene, when he writes it, <clears throat> when he writes it out, types it out, and John Hill sort of, his eyebrows sort of get raised a bit yeah. when he's signing it. Yeah. And he sees him putting that draw. I mean, that's just stupid. What an absolutely stupid idea. As if you wouldn't a make a copy of it or b put it in a bloody safer place than your office drawer. Yeah, you're right, but I I do understand why he did it because he he honestly felt like they were best friends at that point. Mm. So he I, I can understand yeah, but, him not him not rushing after well, it, but at the same time, if that's the case, then why would he even draw up the contract? I think David wanted assurances, mm. and he knew that he was going to be gone for a couple of weeks to a month. Yeah, at maximum, probably thought before he goes to Albania, right. Let's just yeah cover all bases. But it when was... when it's brought to his attention, when it's literally handed to John Hill, he, he does shift a bit. He does, I don't think he expects it. And I think I don't know. I thought he's very well acted. I thought oh, he yeah. did very well at that point. Yeah, um, but David doesn't see that at all. He doesn't see that um, shift in John Hill's mm. uh, mannerisms mm. at that point. I thought it was going to come back in a different way. Actually, I thought it was going to. I I knew he was going to destroy it at some point, but then I. But then, um, when I, well, I didn't. Th- I didn't think that far ahead. But while well, I was thinking that it was just going to amount to a massive argument between them, that would like Jonah Hill was like felt betrayed that he felt the uh, need to draw up this contract, but it didn't. It didn't go down that route. No. But yeah, it was very well acted that mm. that um, scene. And yes, it was a very stupid decision. But um, at the same time, this this whole thing has happened to him really quickly. So, yeah. Okay. So he is still a bit of uh, a newbie to the whole scene. Mm. I think, anyway. I mean, it, it did jump forward in time quite a bit, quite mm. often, but I, I don't know exactly how long it was. But it seemed like it was I think still... It was just, I think a couple of months he was in Albania for, wasn't he? So... Mm. Mm. But it didn't seem like it had been years or anything. Because it was, what, Christmas, wasn't it? So, not that long. No. It didn't happen... No, I don't think so. No. I can... It, it is a stupid decision, but I can understand it as a character decision, and it's not a problem for mm. me. Yeah. But the way that um, that call worked... With John Hill saying, "Oh yeah, it's fine. I'm just thinking aloud." That's mm. as he's walking over to David's office yeah, and getting yeah. the contracts out. Great shot, actually, yeah, well showing done. the kind of symmetry of their offices yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was Did that a few times actually. That was mm. nice. Mm. A lot of beautiful shots. Yeah, it was. Um, what about the shots of just LA and or Miami? And Miami. I mean, even they were really nice, weren't they? Yeah. Because I know we talked more about the shots in Jordan and Albania, but. 
Um, yeah, the shots in LA were very nice. Throughout, it was pretty impressive. Mm. Mm. I thought. And actually, I don't know why I'm really saying it's that impressive because, uh, as far as I remember, they were really good in all the Hangover films. They as well. were, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's surprisingly good for that sort of style of film. Think, yes, Hangover. actually, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think that that definitely adds to mm. you know why they were so good at the time. Yeah, as well as the uh, comedy. Mm. But anyway, um, have you got anything else you want to say about this? Um, just an, other sort of scenes and yeah, other scenes that I found quite funny were when. <laughs> the company had to deal with the US Army official that genuinely when they had, when they had to ring him up and speak to him personally. Do you mean and their first big job? Yeah, on the first one. Yeah, I quite like that bit. That was quite funny. Again, John Hill was really good there when he sort of trying to pull his heartstrings over the phone. Oh and yeah, a deal and all that sort of thing. And he just hung up on him. That was funny. Mm. All of Jonah Hill's reactions back then were the, 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 really, really funny. Mm. and uh, His laugh as well. I mean, Oh, yeah. I, I couldn't work that out, right? Because, I mean, it's funny because it's just a weird laugh. Mm. But surely that was for this film, though, you know? Like, surely it was the character who uh, yeah. laughed out. Uh, well, do you reckon he just met... Oh, that's not Jonah Hill's laugh, no. I know, that's, that's what you're saying. saying. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely just so a character. Reckon he's, or do you reckon he's just made it up for this film? I think, like he's made, I think he's made it up. What a weight game. <laughs> yeah. I think he's made it up for the film. Mm. Seemed that way. Yeah. I was actually waiting for it to get pretty annoying, but it, it didn't... No, it because it wasn't, it wasn't... Um, it wasn't like David in the David Brent film. <laughs> I was just when, thinking the same thing, yeah. Because, you know, that was just constant, wasn't it? Mm. And when David Brent kept doing that... Yeah, thing. yeah, it's bad enough just listening to Ricky Gervais's laugh anyway. Oh, God, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it didn't tire on me at all. No, not um, nor me. I thought it would, but it didn't. No, yeah, I, I thought it would. I thought it would after the sort of first half hour. I was thinking, mm-hmm. oh, God, it's going to get old. Yeah. Like David Brent, that was the first thing that popped into my head. Yeah, like a David Brent movie, but it didn't at all. But I just couldn't work it out whether he's um, made that up for the character or what. Mm. <laughs> you know who is good? A, a type of character that we usually hate, mm. um, but. Who you talking about before that army official? Uh, yeah, I was. thought he was very well written as the um, uh, patriotic uh, kind yeah. of American soldier, but not in a way that made it seem like oh, we love this type. Ta- not at guy. all. He- and as well, the other the other officers, um, the other soldiers that were, were characters as well. I mean, mm-hmm. we didn't have many lines. I mean, he's off. He's only seen when we had all the money, about twelve billion dollars yeah. stacked up. Very, very good as well because mm. usually um, we hate that sort of character because it's just so awfully written God bless America that sort of style of... I think this film had a really good uh, tone when it came to the God bless America stuff and mm. kind of making fun of that almost yeah and uh, it was kind of good how they very quickly and early on uh, I just thought it was done in a much more believable realistic yeah. Yeah. and entertaining way because mm. God Bless America is just not entertaining but you know that style of uh, that style of characters and the style of films that are made in that way just don't appeal to me at all whereas mm. <coughs> the characters in this in this film like you say the army the army people mm. really good I think I think it's because of the uh, actual war that it is talking about because obviously the uh, filmmakers would be completely against mm. uh, the war, and I actually like how they um, very quickly and early on uh, got the point across that they weren't glorifying this war. Yeah, like it was 
a bit on the nose, but I actually liked it how they went. Oh yeah, no, I'm against this war of, as well, mm. but we're just in it for the money. Yeah, exactly, and that is very well. That's a very good point because even in Nerve last week, um, the message in that film is shoved down your throat. Mm. Whereas this, they get it off straight straight from the start, mm. um, straight off the bat. That then, like you say, they're not they're not here to glorify anything. No, um, and it was done very well, and. It was nice to have a film that's obviously sending out, telling a, a good story, yeah, and a strong message as well. It's sending out a strong message, but but not in the same way that Nerve did. If mm. you get what I mean? Yeah, no, I know. I get. Of course, what you mean. Mm. Um, but at the same time, it's it is kind of left on the back burner. It's more just about this story than well, being, you, being about. Oh, we fucking hate this I don't piece know of about, shit war. Uh, yeah, I don't know about you, but for a while, I was. I actually forgot that. Oh, this is the Iraqi war we're talking about here, mm. like because it just was not mentioned. Yeah, well, it wasn't. I mean, about okay, that. they're it's obvious that they're in a war situation because yeah. they're dealing arms. Yeah, but you, for a time, you do forget um, which war and who that they're actually dealing with and mm. all that sort. Which of is thing. nice because it's not it's Very not nice. supposed to be about that, and it's not about that. It's about these scumbags. Yeah, it's about, <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, it's about these two. Likeable, horrible characters. Yeah. <laughs> what about Bradley Cooper, then? Because, I mean, we haven't actually talked about him too much. Yes, that's, that's true. Um, it's hard to mention too much, because I, I, I actually don't want to give too much away about where this film oh, okay. ends up, yeah. just because, you know, sometimes we get these types of films that we really enjoy, like uh, The Nice Guys, where I didn't want to give too much away about that. Mm. So we want our listeners to go and see it for themselves. Mm. Um I like, As I already said, I liked Bradley Cooper. I liked that he wasn't in it too much, um, but every time he was in it, He's really good. I really like Bradley Cooper anyway. Yeah, I do. I think, I think he's a good actor. actor isn't he? Yeah, he is. Um, I liked his character as well. He's, he was really dodgy and sleazy. And Yeah, well, he's, I, he was the one that sort of, as a character, that I hated the most, I think. Mm, but I think he's supposed to. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I'm sad, but that's, um, it's not an issue. I was saying he's the one that, yeah. he sort of towards, even from minute one when he walks in, you think, oh, Christ, this guy's dodgy. Mm. And he was very dodgy. Yeah. And, like I'm not going to spoil it, but the end, mm. um, very very well done. I really did enjoy that scene actually, um, but I don't know how much I want to say about that apart from the fact that I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was it was very good and uh, also um, pretty horrible because it brings back other likable characters and situations that have transpired about them, mm. and it doesn't really offer a solution that you might want for those characters. Yeah. Uh, so it's uh, really great <laughs> in that way, uh, to be honest. But at the same time, pretty awful. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but like when he had that line about uh, he can't stay 40, 48 hours in this uh, <laughs> dump or whatever, I thought that was uh, really good. Yeah. And I think that'll touch the nerve of quite a few Americans that watch this film. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I did laugh at that. Mm. I did think, oh, okay. Because... <laughs> Like we say before, weren't we, about, you know, the whole God bless America thing. I mean, mm. Christ. But it's going to um, rub some people up the wrong way, maybe. Maybe. Um, but, I mean, it's only a little passing comment. I think people should know that it's a joke. And Yeah, yeah, well, I, I laughed at it as well. But then you kind of see his face after you have that initial laugh. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> love, to, love to hear Americans slagging off their own country. <laughs> Isn't it nice and refreshing? Yeah, it's better than us slugging him off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
Have you got anything else you want to say because we're getting on a bit? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I'd just like to say uh, that I'm really glad that we decided to go and see this because very much so. We yeah. were originally thinking that we would just kind of uh, watch an old classic for this yeah, just pre pre recorded episode, yeah. do a short quick episode that we we and then we kind of just decided why don't we just go and see mm. War Dogs and I'm really glad we did yeah um, because this is a breath of fresh air in a shower of shit of a summer <laughs> when it comes to films I completely agree Richie it's been a very poor summer yeah I mean all the films that we've all watched together and then reviewed and then we watched something like this and Jack and Joe aren't <laughs> yeah no no it but um, I've still I've completely agree but you know, I'm so glad I'm so glad I got to see it um, yeah it's nice to get some bloody originality, mm. but done well as well. Even you know, nerve and things like that are original, but still a pretty poor film. Whereas this, it's just very well made. Um, one thing, one point I would like to make though is, I don't know whether we should discuss it. So, the actual outcomes of the two characters. I think that's fine because it's a true story. Oh, okay. So we know what happened to. Um, I thought it was very lenient. I agree. Astonishingly I, lenient. I completely agree. I thought agree. they were going to um, lock, lock them away. Throw away the key. Throw away the key. Yeah. But I, I mean... And and that is what happened to them because I, I was on the Wikipedia before we watched the film mm-hmm. and um, I was just quickly on the actual guy's right. Wikipedia and it said four years in federal prison. Yeah, so Ephraim got four years and David got seven months house arrest. House arrest. With a young child and his loving partner. Yeah. I mean, that's not a house arrest, is it? Yeah, it sounds all right to me. Yeah, I mean, I just think you've got that, a pretty good deal. I found that astonishing, and I found that I found it very similar to the end of, of a big short when the big reveal was made in there. What happened? Can't remember, um, to be honest. Well, it's just sort of done. I mean, I don't think the sentences and the punishments was similar. Right. It was just it, it ended in a very similar way. But like this, you're left thinking, hmm, that's weird. Yeah, but this was very surprising. Amazingly, for um, the whole operation, I mean, they were talking about it. Um, I think it was David who was narrating about the FBI operation into mm. uh, what was the company AEG AEAY um, you'd think alright well that's them gone then they're probably yeah. still in prison now these sort of guys yeah um, amazing really and not only that but this company is able to deal again with the military in 2021 I mean 2022 or was it 2022 um, that is just I mean I can't even understand that how and why that the powers would be have decided that's okay I guess it's Mental. like in a way a victimless crime but when oh. you really think about the details yeah and when you've sat through the two hours and then yeah, you get yeah. to the end and then you get to the end and it's like four years in federal prison for the guy that, that, that pleaded innocent and mm. then seven months seven months how's the rest Jesus Christ that's ridiculous yeah it's, but, but as well though it's sort of fitting with the film and the way that the government yeah. um, deals with this type of, well, this type of arms deals and the way that we treat arms deals. Mm. Does it go back a bit, maybe, to uh, one of the lines Jonah Hill said about uh, they they they're looking for a reason to uh, look the other way, the military. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I don't it... I don't know if that could if no. that is saying something about if it is going back to that line, but mm. could be. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, I, I didn't think about that at the time actually. But now, you, now you say, it, yeah, yeah. Is that when? They, is that when they were moving the pellet, the bullets from the Chinese? Sh- yeah, it was when they were trying to decide, and Miles Teller was really iffy about it. And yeah, then, yeah. And then Jonah Hill said, "Oh, d- d- don't worry about it." Mm. Oh no, no. I tell you what, it was. It was when um, 
Bradley Cooper's character said that he was on a terrorist uh, list, I think. Terrorist watch list. Uh, yeah. I think that's when it was. Yeah, the dance scene. Yeah. Right, okay, okay. Hmm, well, yeah. And it also reminded me of the end of Wolf of Wall Street. Because when he, when Jordan Belfort got off, I mean, because that ended with him being imprisoned and then he's now a public speaker and all this sort of thing, isn't he? Is that what it was? I can't remember. Well, it's only because I watched that not too long ago. Yeah, yeah. I just don't remember it. But he, he was in prison and came out of prison after a pretty lenient sentence. Yeah. And he was just like free to live and do whatever now. Yeah. Very interesting though. Very interesting. Um, Very interesting story. Quite, quite shocking, actually. The way it all panned out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The way it all panned out. Yeah. And the sentences themselves are actually quite shocking. And I'm definitely going to, we said, we said, every time we watch a film like this, I'm going to go home and do some research yeah, and just have yeah. a look into it a bit more. Yeah. Is it uh, bad that I thought of uh, Jonah Hill's repackaging idea before he came up with it? Did you? I actually thought, why don't they just put it in different boxes? Because mm. it's because the writing's on the boxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that is what they ended up doing. Yeah, but, but I bet you didn't think of no, I didn't think the way they no, planted def- onto def- doing it. Definitely didn't. Mm. And uh, I really, yeah, I really loved everything about that. Whole sequence, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, a lot of variety in the soundtrack. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, a lot of variety, but I think it was good overall. I, I mean, know. yeah, I liked all the songs. They're really good songs. Um, but it's just—is it getting into? Uh, is it occasionally getting into a bit of danger of being in Suicide Squad zone there, where it's where it has a few of the songs were a bit on the nose, weren't they? Like, well, I've again, it reminded me a lot of Big Short soundtrack. Yeah. Um, it reminded me a lot of that. Um, I know what you mean, though. Because <laughs> it seems to be, be used a lot of music and a lot of very um, popular. Kind of, a, lot, a lot of like, classic popular stuff. Yeah. Um, but good choices, though, some of them. Oh, yeah, good choices. And I enjoy the music, so it's less of a problem for me. Mm. Um, I mean, I enjoy the songs that are in Suicide Squad, but that was a bit over the top. Well, we didn't enjoy the songs that were in Nerf, did we? So, uh, no, we didn't. Um, but... A couple of them I thought were a little bit on the nose, like, okay, they go to Las Vegas and it plays a song about Las Vegas, whatever, that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. And then there's another one where he sits at blackjack table or something, and then he comes up with another song about gambling, and I'm just thinking, okay, getting a bit <laughs> on the nose now. Yeah. Well, nice. so, well, yeah, I mean, sometimes we weren't even needed, really. Like, do you need a song there? No, not always, no. but it was kind of, I guess it helps a lot with keeping it light, keeping it going, keeping Bad the relief. fun going. Yeah. Um, you know, put on a song everybody loves. You can't really go wrong. Yeah, what is love? That was playing. That was uh, club, that it? was a good example, actually. <laughs> that was a. Uh... Oh, that's something I want to mention. Uh, the club music, uh, good levels. Like it was yeah. realistic levels. A lot of yeah, it. realistic, wasn't it? Which um, rarely happens. It happened in the Social Network. Have you seen that? Yeah. Yeah, they go. It's to been a while since I've seen it. Before. Yeah, well, they, there's a scene in that where they go to a club and you can you, you have to really listen to I what they're saying because the music's really loud. I think one of the very early club scenes, though, they were they were shouting at each other from across the table when Jonah Hill goes up to that woman and tries to get her to engage in horizontal refreshment with it. <laughs> that scene, um, they were, there was a bit where I had to sort of print my ears up a little bit because I couldn't hear them initially. But then it I think sort that's of, sort of I think that's better than when a film just forgets that and just has the music below so that you can hear them yeah. easily. Yeah. It's just more realistic. Yeah, because because there's quite a few uh, nightclub scenes, isn't there? Because yeah. that's the, the lifestyle and that. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I, thought it worked, I thought it worked very well. Yeah, yeah, but it's so noticeable when a film has a scene in a nightclub 
and everyone's just talking at this kind of volume <laughs> over the banging music everyone's dancing yeah, to in yeah. the background. Yeah, sometimes it's uh, very infuriating. Isn't so it? I'm, I'm like that they, I like that they, uh, they went with realism instead of convenience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's all I've got really oh, okay. to mention off the top of my head. Mm, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you saw it. All right. Um, favorite scene? Oof, well, I think I think there's quite a few to choose from. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. And it's difficult because there's a lot of film, a lot of scenes which are fun and enjoyable and good montage, and we all know I love a good montage. Mm. Um, but then there's some which are just in, uh, incredible acting and, yeah. and really good exactly. kind of use of silence or things like that. So it's difficult to pick. Yeah, because I've got go I've got some scenes that I found the most enjoyable, mm. but some, in terms of like the most fun, and then I've some which some are just really I've, impressive. Yeah, so it's quite a difficult one. Then I think I've got to go for the scene. It's when uh, David rings Ephraim on Christmas Day. Yeah, that's good. Because um, not fun at all, mm. but it's the most impressive, and the way it's acted, the way it's shot with um, David on the ground in Albania. Yeah. And then John, Jonah Hill in his uh, in his office. Yeah, it's, it's very well done, and it, it's it's absolutely nailed because the problems that David is saying to Ephraim at a time when Ephraim is really starting to come out of his shell a bit more, mm. in terms of being quite an edgy and dangerous person, it worked really well. Because <laughs> then when he's initially saying, "Okay, then." Okay, David, I'm sorry. Yeah. Whatever. As he's walking into David's office and getting his contract and he's going to rip it up and stitch him up and all, all this money. Because wasn't Henry, it was it, part of Henry was involved, Bradley Cooper's character as well, wasn't it? Because he wanted to cut Henry out of the deal. Was that right? Was that it? That was the thing they wanted to cut. He wanted to cut Henry out of the deal because Henry had fucked him over. Yes. Um, in basically just the price war. Yeah. But he's um, just too dangerous a person to even. But Miles Teller was like, oh, no, it's not worth it. Because yeah. it, like, it makes no change to, to what the amount of money that they're actually getting. Oh, this is, it's, this just is, like a, it's just like a, a power play for... This is the thing. He just got so greedy and so exactly. egotistical that he forgot about the basics of business. Business, exactly. Especially international arms business when you're dealing in millions and millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, and the downfall... After that, it's just a massive downfall, really, I think. Yeah. Like you, you see the different mindsets of the co- of the two characters. Like Miles Teller, he has got that business centric mind, and is just thinking, mm. "Who cares? Who else is making a profit off this? As long as we are, we're making, <laughs> yeah. a, we're making a profit off this, and that's what matters." Mm. But it, yeah, he's just it, such a wild even, card. Even um, Ephraim's really annoyed after the scene that I probably dislike the, least, the most, which was when um, they went into the meeting with oh, yeah. the blokes. He goes out of the corridor, cuts to him in the corridor, screaming his head off, whilst Miles Teller is a bit calmer in that mm, bit. Mm. They're still, I think they're still both a little bit annoyed about that. But yeah, the, but basic, not... the basic point is the same. They're still making the same amount of money that they were happy with before. Mm. It's just that somebody else is making more money. And what's the line so... about him? Oh, well, at least the American taxpayer doesn't have to pick up a bill. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck the American taxpayer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't know how I felt about that one. That's a bit... Really? Well, no, I mean, it's just a bit... It's only in there for that purpose, do you know what I mean? Just to get the point across. What, to kind of touch a few nerves? Yeah. Yeah, it was, but <laughs> I think it fits the character. Oh, yeah, no, definitely, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely does. But getting, getting back to this scene, um, yeah, I, I, thought, I thought it was very well acted by both leads, actually. And um, like I say, from then on, 
it's just so downward spiral. Because then, I'd actually probably include it in the same scene, actually, is when David gets the gun pointed in his head by, mm. by Henry. And I thought that was fantastic. And like I say, it's just sort of, that was the beginning of the end, I think. Yeah. So, um, not the end of the film, I mean the end of A-E-G-Y. A-E-Y. 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 <laughs> I think that's an actual business company, AEG, so keep thinking on <laughs> Yeah, AEY. Um, well, don't mix them in with this. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's my favourite scene. Okay. I think I'm going to go with kind of right after that, mm? where um, Miles Taylor's character, David, is is running back from Albania. He's leaving. Uh, he's trying to get all his files. and. I thought you said, uh, I thought you, said you didn't like At that. the time, it was annoying, but afterwards... Right. The, afterwards, when it became apparent what that was for, I really mm. liked it. Right, okay. So, um, it's not, I mean, it's not that I didn't like it at the time. It just I was thinking, is this a bit rushed? Um, mm. But I like I like it now after um, after it became apparent what it what it actually was. Yeah. Um, and the reason I really liked that is because um, that whole scene where he's getting beaten up kind of comes out of nowhere, and you don't really know exactly what's happened. Um, and then it shows Miles Teller on a plane, which is another great shot, actually. I really liked that. Mm. Um, I was just kind of staring to the distance, and really nice shot. Um, With his battered face. It was battered face, and all the people around him laughing at the film on the TV. I liked that shot. Because the narration was used really well at that point, I thought, as well. And then, all throughout this, you kind of, the tension's building, because it's not cutting back to Ephraim or anything about him. You don't know what's happened. Mm. Or what he's done, or what he's tried to do with uh, Henry. So uh, there was quite a lot of tension there, and I liked. Um, I really enjoyed watching Miles Teller mm. throughout that scene or a couple of scenes. So yeah, that's mine. I think. Yeah, yeah, it's a good scene. Yeah, I was going to go with the sequence of like the, the kind of montage moment of changing the well, ammunition and stuff. I was thinking of um, the drive, the drive from. Oh yeah. Um, Jordan too. Yeah, that's pretty good as well. There's loads of great scenes because that, that was again, it was fun. Mm. Um, yeah, it was. And it's completely different. Con- it's complete contrast from mm. the scenes that we ended up picking. Yeah, because it's really there's a lot of different varied scenes in this film. Yeah, loads of great scenes. Mm. You ready to give your rating out of ten? Yeah, um, thinking seven point five or an eight. I think. Mm. Um, yeah, I think that sounds about right. Because. It was a good film and I enjoyed it, but it just wasn't wasn't the full house because it wasn't perfect. It wasn't perfect, but I just just didn't feel like it was ever going to be that sort of that film that film where it's like wow. Mm. I mean, it's just it's just a, it's just thoroughly enjoyable. Yeah, exactly. Um, to the extent where I think I have to give it an eight then because I think seven point five is a bit too harsh. Mm. Um, I think I go for an eight because very enjoyable film, great story, well acted. Some bad acting, mm-hmm. um, and it does fall down on a, a few issues that we have discussed. Um, but I think overall, I, I enjoyed it, and it's just nice to see an, an original, well, true story, but still an original idea, so to speak, put on film. Yeah, I mean, yeah, when you say original, we're talking like how much we've hated remakes and stuff. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I love true story films, mm. so that, mm. that's there's never a problem for me. Yeah, and shades of. Wolf of Wall Street, American Hustle and The Big Short, yeah. um, which I enjoyed all those films. So, yeah, eight, go and see it. Okay. Yeah, I'll go for 8.5, exactly the same. 
uh, reasons. I had a lot of fun watching this film. Uh, I definitely enjoyed it more than The Big Short, I think. Yeah, do you know why I think I did? Hmm. I think The Big Short incorporated a lot of comedy in it. Yeah. Um, Just because the subject matter was very dry. Yeah. In terms of its corporate, a lot of corporate talk and finance, etc. Whereas this is just a thoroughly entertaining story because of of what they actually got up to. Yeah. So I think the way that they used comedy in this was done so much better and it just wasn't, it wasn't as, um, didn't take as much energy to sort of contemplate and think about. Yeah, uh, and also I, I had a, a few more problems with the big short than this. Um, oh yeah, definitely. And it, and it, the whole film felt like it just had its point that it wanted to make, and oh, God, yeah. it uh, it felt it felt like it just wanted to seem really intelligent as well, mm. which got annoying at yeah. times. Yeah. Whereas this film was just a, a, a blast. Really, mm. it was really a lot of fun uh, and very entertaining. Uh, yeah. Um, Anna de Armas, or whatever her name was, was very poor, which was uh, a big letdown, actually, for this film. I think uh, you should have done better than that, mm. um, to cast a poor actress like that. But enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. So 8.5 for me. Mm. Okay, let's move on. It's time for a quick, friendly episode of Quiz Night. Dale, can we have the uh, jingle, please? It's the Quiz Night theme tune for film. Thank you. Okay, so um, in the past when we've had only two people on the show, which is very rare, for Quiz Night we've just each had three questions that we've thrown at each other to answer, so that's what we're doing this time. Henry, you've got your three questions, mm-hmm. and so have I. So, uh, do you want to go first? or Yeah, I'll okay. go first. Um, probably an easy one, but... Um... Which triangle did the boys strive through to deliver their guns? I believe it was the triangle of death. Was the triangle of death, yeah, you bang on. Okay, uh, my first question is, what is Ephraim doing when David first walks into his office ju- towards the beginning of the film? It's <laughs> a difficult one. Bloody hell, Christ, mine get friendly. Mine get easier as they go on. <laughs> what was he first doing? Do you remember the scene when he first walks into his office and he's on the phone to someone? This is before he knows what he does. It's after the funeral. Yeah, he's on, he's on a hands-free phone, isn't he? Mm-hmm. And he's he's pretending to be a US army official and he's on the phone to... Oh, no, no, no. No, he's pretending to be a rival and he's on the phone to a US army official. <laughs> no, you, had, right, you had the right the first time. He was, he was impersonating an army officer, yeah. Uh, okay, what's your second one? Um, second one was, how was the Vegas X? How was Vegas X described? Which is the this big conference type thing where we went to. It was like a big arms dealership. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Oh, I can't remember. And he said, um, I think it was David said it's. Uh, I don't know, a gun paradise. I don't know. Comic Con with grenades. Oh. <laughs> oh, I don't remember that. That's, that's funny. <laughs> to be fair, it was a bit of narration. It was when he was, he was yeah. in the for Oh, it's quite a funny line. Okay. I've got an easy one for you, Sam. Oh, okay. Uh, question two. Finish this quote. All the money is made... <laughs> By who said it? It was... It, well, firstly, it was one of the ones that came up on the screen. And then um, oh. Jonah Hill said it to... Uh, Miles Teller. All the money's made. Uh, can't think. I've just gone completely blank. Mm. 
Was it one of the ch- chapter things when it went? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can picture it. I can picture it. Hopefully, <laughs> didn't remember it. No. Okay. Completely gone. It was all the money is made between the lines. Oh god, yeah, we said that a few times, didn't we? Yeah. Um. Oh, I should go back. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right then. Last one then. Um, finish this quote. Jordanian customs seized arboretas. What? Why? I don't fucking know, David. <laughs> um, that was Ephraim. Okay. Oh. Very funny. It was when um, David's came. Oh, sorry. When Ephraim stormed David's dinner party. I think I remember laughing at it. Yeah. No, I'm not gonna get it. I don't think. Is uh, I don't fucking know, David. I dropped out. Uh, I dropped out of high school before they covered international diplomacy. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, that's so um, funny. That thought was great. Yeah, <laughs> the way he delivered it as well was just yeah perfect. Yeah, it perfect. was typical Jonah Hill, but very funny. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, this is my last question, yep. and this is um for a draw because I've got one right, and you've not got any. Okay. <laughs> what is Ephraim's reasoning for cutting to the front of the queue at the airport? <laughs> <laughs> Because he was American. <laughs> yeah, correct. Sorry, I have to go first. I'm American. <laughs> yeah, very funny answer. All oh, right, so draw. Uh, one place. Yeah, uh, well, that doesn't matter because it means nothing anyway. These diddly squats. So uh, hopefully uh, the next time we do this, mm. we'll all be back together. Yeah, hopefully. Fingers crossed. But, uh, until next week, that was quiz night. Uh, okay, uh, let's get into a bit of news, which is obviously going to be really late because this is oh, yeah. <laughs> it's two weeks two weeks after this has happened. But at the time of recording, this only happened yesterday, I think. Two days ago. Two days ago, which is that we have to report yet another uh, unfortunate passing, which is of Gene Wilder. Horrible! What what it was? It was it was complications with um, Alzheimer's mm. disease, uh, which is up there for worst ways to go horrible Mm. in my opinion but it's said that he died died peacefully listening to music so yeah and just another it's just a great actor um, great actor Um, obviously most famous for Willy Wonka uh yeah but he's done Blazing Blazing Saddles Blazing Saddles very funny film Uh, the producers he was in Mm. as well and oh he was in a Woody Allen film as well was he yeah it's called um, I've got it here actually Everything you always wanted to know about sex, but were afraid to ask. <laughs> Never heard of it. No, I haven't seen it yet. I've had these this Woody Allen collection for a long time. I've right, through okay. all of them, but I haven't watched that yet. But yeah, he's a fantastic actor, mm. and uh, it's just a, an absolute shame that. Yeah, and no, I think why it's um, quite upsetting news is that the fact that it's it's come as a, a bolt out of the blue, really. Mm. I didn't really. I mean, I didn't really know he was that ill. I didn't know he was ill either. Um, but as obviously because it's been in the papers and, and that sort of thing, and not only that, he was a figure in a film that we'll have all watched as kids, you know, mm. and kind of loved. Oh God, yeah. I mean, it doesn't even come close to the remake, the original. Uh, no, the Johnny Charlie, Depp one. Yeah, no, doesn't even come close. To I don't that. even mind that film. It's an alright film, but no, but it's just, but it's just, it's it's so great. Uh, Gene Wilder's performance because mm. it's just the two completely contrasting films. Because yeah. Because, Richie, like you say, when we were younger, when that first one was out, when we were a lot younger, it just gives you a different feeling when you watch it again. Yeah. The uh, Johnny Depp remake is still a great film. It's mm. actually pretty good. 
yeah. um, as far as remakes go but it's just you don't get that same sort of feeling it's just a lot different definitely not um, but I was reading in the paper that he and his family kept the, the news very quiet they didn't want to tell anyone and they didn't want to let the world know that Willy Wonka was ill and all this sort of right, thing yeah. so I think that's why it's actually quite a shock yeah. when it was first announced I thought oh yeah absolutely you know, didn't, it, see, didn't see it coming at all no 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 another very talented actor how old is he? 83, I think. Right. Um, yeah, he was 83. Just wanted to mention it, as we always do. Um, right, okay, shall we uh, move on? Yeah, okay. Okay, well, we'll just uh, move straight on to things that we've watched this week mm-hmm. then. So, what have you got, Henry? Um, two films. First one was, is a remake of a very old film. Well, I don't know how old it is, actually. But it's called Disturbia. Um, and it stars someone we did describing we were talking about off air just before uh, Shia LaBeouf oh. in it uh, before he went a bit mental love um, right. 2007 film and it's basically about him and an absolutely god awful actress I can't remember the leading name I'm going to have to get it up it's going to bug me but it's a, it's a remake about this guy this kid who loses his dad and gets put under house arrest and for that whole sort of summer. Right. Um, and while he's at under house arrest, he suspects, he starts spying on his neighbours a bit more and taking a bit of an interest in what he can do. Because mm. he, can, he can't really go out of his house. He can only he can only go so far away from the um, modem because he's got electronic tag on his ankle, this sort of thing. And he sort of suspects that one of his neighbours is up to no good. And as he's like watching the news channels and he's trying to put two and two together mm. whilst he's also got this crush on the girl next door very cliched sure and then his neighbour played by David Morse is a serial killer basically oh um, <laughs> okay <laughs> it's not not um, I'm not going to spoil it for you but yeah and then that's basically the film uh, good it's it's just one of those uh, where I watched it once when I was sort of 13 or 14 or 14 I was good that yeah and then they throw it on it was on BBC the other night and it's always on every couple of years we just put it on at a random time and they always just watch it mm-hmm. I don't know why it's not the best film in the world there's a lot wrong with it no but you know it's not It's not even it's not even um, one that I, I love it's just a just I just like watching it. Yeah, but you have those films. I, I, certain, I yeah. certainly do that. You, you watched as a child and you you liked it because yeah. you know you didn't know any better. Yeah. Um. But then that kind of nostalgically just sticks with you. It does, yeah. And it, but not even in a standout. Wow, that's a classic film way. Yeah. Just in a very strange way, and it's the first time I watched it since um started doing film night. Mm. So this time round, it was different to the other times round when I watched it. Yeah. I'm obviously now a lot more critical and you. Spot things that you didn't yeah. really spot when you first time you watched it. Yeah, and he's actually all right to be fair, Shia Buff. He's actually all right. The, the woman is his sort of girl. He's got a crush on Sarah Roma. Right, she's awful. I've never heard of her. But then I didn't even realise how bad she was until I watched it this time around. Right. So yeah, it's just one of those films where I'll always find time to watch it. Just a nice one out ninety minutes, just to sort of. Um, is it like comedy-ish or? Because uh, no. there's elements of comedy, to be fair. Because I mean, they're only they're only playing that people who've just left high school, mm. so if they're all young. It's all quite young. Yeah, there's actually quite a few elements of comedy in. Um, and then the other film was a first time watch, and the only reason it's one of these where it's been sat on my Netflix planner for ages, and it's got very good reviews. I've heard a lot about it, 
And then I was reading an article on the of Den, on Den of Geek. And do you know I put these lists up of um, yeah. uh, films that are going to leave Netflix oh, yeah. today because it's the 31st of August. Oh, fuck. I thought, oh shit, right, I'm going to have to watch this thing because it's going to go. Mm. I thought, this was yesterday. Mm. And it was uh, No Country for Old Men. Oh, fuck, yeah. It's something I've wanted to watch for a long time. Coen Brothers film. Yeah. Um, well, if you've not seen it, then you definitely need to see it. Yeah. What a great, great film. I know, I've, I've constantly heard great things mm. about it. And yeah. It's, you know, so many of these films which you know you should have seen by now and yeah, yeah, it's yeah. almost well, embarrassing that you haven't exactly, exactly one of those films I should have seen uh, never have done and I thought right it's going tomorrow I'm going to have to go and just watch it um, just really just again I mean what a, what a great idea what a great story it's set in 1980 in Austin Texas and Josh Brolin plays this hunter hmm. who um, is out one day hunting some deer and as he's in this very in this desert where there's nothing around, he stumbles upon uh, a drug deal gone wrong. All these cars, there's like four cars and loads of dead bodies, just guns, you know, pellets everywhere and all this sort of thing. Mm. And he sort of finds this, he finds this um, box of $2 million in cash. Mm-hmm. And being a guy who is struggling financially, decides to take it. And then the rest of the film is basically him being chased by Tommy Lee Jones, Tommy Lee Jones, who's the sheriff, and then Javier Bardem, who plays the villain, who's just this absolute psycho killer. He's just a nutter, and he's—I've never heard of him, never seen him in any film before, and he's fantastic. Really, really, really amazing performance. Right, I've never heard of him before. He was unbelievable, and then the whole film is just—he's in Skyfall, apparently. All right. Oh, yeah, I know who you mean. He's the main bad guy in Skyfall. Is he? Christ, I don't recognise him. Yeah. Well, I fucking hate Skyfall. <laughs> I thought he was good in that. Oh, yeah, he's Raul Silva. Yeah, he was good in Skyfall. Uh, well, if I see a picture of it, I'll probably recognise him. But anyway, he looks he looks really different in this film. Um, in No Country for Old Men, he's got that crazy hairdo going on. It's a bit weird. <laughs> right. He looks nothing like his uh, picture in IMDb. Um, yeah, I'll just get you a picture up of him. It's what okay. he looks like in the film. Oh yeah, <laughs> I've I've seen pictures of him before. It looks like character. Um, it reminded me of Richard Dreyfus and Jaws. That sort of look with the weird hair. And... <laughs> Do you know who it always reminds me of whenever I see that picture? Uh, Peter Serafinowicz. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. He's got a bit of that look of him. Yeah, but he's just got his head. He's just a bit. Um... <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, Christ! I can see it in his face now. Now. Yeah, 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 yeah. But oh yeah, I mean, his his performance was just amazing. Um, Josh Brolin was actually very good as well because yeah. the last thing I saw him in was that awful, awful old boy remake. I didn't see <sighs> Hail Caesar. Um, he wasn't there. I mean, that was just an awful film all around. Mm. Um, but he was really good in this, Josh Brolin. Woody Harrelson as well. I mean, he had he wasn't a massive part, but he was very good. A great film, Richie. I think you'd love it. I think you'd absolutely love it. You, you know, we both like going bros, don't we? Oh, yeah. Um, I've got to get on that. Which reminds me, actually, I need to see Hail Caesar. I've not seen it. But, um, yeah. Good. Yeah, just thoroughly enjoyable. A great idea. And what we're talking about with, with War Dogs, in terms of the soundtrack, uh, a lot of songs being used. Hard, I don't think we used one, I think we used one song in this film. One. And there right. was a bit of Mexican music at some point. Cool. The rest of it was um, just the atmosphere, the sort of like silence. Oh, and cool. And which, which really worked, because you were quite tense. And just a great film about 
Oh no, it's, uh, it's going to ruin it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can't really say anything else apart from watch it because yeah, fine, you, yeah. w- you will enjoy it. Um, definitely yeah. one that I'm going to see again actually. Um, just have to buy the DVD now because it's gone off Netflix. Well, if it's going off Netflix, I might have to do a bit of a blind buy. Yeah, get that one. Well, it's not blind because I've recommended. Well, that's true. <laughs> Half blind then. Yeah, yeah, but um, you definitely enjoy it. I, I really recommend it. Fantastic film. Cool. Um, apart from that, I think that's it. I mean, that one of us was on the other night on BBC oh, yeah. One. Boring. Oh really? Yeah, I mean, I think I said the first half hour, of the first episode was boring. Yeah, Second but you said it was, was getting good. good. Yeah, and then this next episode was just very dull, dragging out, is and it? some of the worst acting I think I've ever seen. I, I, I think I, I need to try and get a clip for the next episode and play it to you <laughs> because it's set in Scotland, right? Mm. And it's got these Scottish actors. It's so obvious. <laughs> We've said to this poor bloke, we said to him, right, you're you are too Scottish you'll have to speak a lot slower and pronounce your words properly. And he's literally, I can't do the accent, but he's going, good morning, Jim. How are you today? Right. In a Scottish accent. And his wife is talking in the same way. And I, I was in absolute astonishment. I, I watched it. I had to rewind it and listen to it again. I thought he was playing tricks on me because <laughs> they were speaking that slow. <laughs> it was ridiculous. It was laughable. Oh, no. And this is a BBC show. So, oh God, I mean, talk about putting you out of it right really really strange I'm not and then sure. the whole hour of episode was just very boring right I'm not uh, sure I'll check this one out then. No, other very poor acting as well right um, Joe Dempsey's alright I like him anyway <laughs> yeah because uh, of he's in Skins and Mrs. England but yeah. Ed Edmondson made a cameo but no you're not missing much right I'm really torn whether I'm going to watch the next one or might have been it off. I think there's only two more though, so I'm sort of thinking, might as well just see out. If you're watching something and you find you don't really like it anymore, do you usually stick with it and just finish it because you, yeah, don't like not I usually, finishing I it? I usually end up finishing it just because I sometimes feel that way. Or maybe I'm just in the back of my mind, I'm just wanting it to get better. I sometimes feel like that. But recently, <laughs> I've begun to just stop to watching. Be fair, things you, I don't usually, like. usually, I'll give it up. Like Suits, for example, I just gave up straight away. I stopped I after, one episode. I stopped, after, I stopped after the first episode. Yeah, that, that was yeah. enough for me. Game of Thrones, I only watched one. But with, right. the, with the British things, I think because they're only sort of very short small in their short, things, yeah. I could sort of usually there's a lot of actors that I know just because we, yeah. I've seen them on loads of things before. So I usually think oh, I like him a lot. Yeah, let's just see how it's only four episodes I usually try and stick th- stick with things as yeah. well but but recently I've been kind of dropping a few things like yeah, well, I think, I think like I, I gave up on Daredevil actually I didn't like that as much uh, as you did yeah um, I've never even got back round to watching it the second mm. series because mm. it was just overkill on superhero stuff like, well there's that there's that aspect as well yeah. but yeah I, I gave up on that one I, I never really liked it that much did you ever try Narcos no, I didn't actually. Um, well, the second series is out of that tomorrow. It's Are you interested re- in seeing the second season? Because yeah, I thought well, you, were, you. I remember you were saying you didn't really see the, where they can go with it. I watched the first one and I enjoyed the first series. Yeah, I know. I thought it was great, but I just cannot understand how there can be a second. How? Season. Because in real life, and this is not a spoiler, guys. In real <laughs> life, at the end of the where the first series end, the police get it, Pablo Escobar, and he's dead. Mm. Right, that's it. But in the end of the first series you don't actually confirm that he's dead but in real life he's dead uh, right okay so it's going I mean? more into the fictional stuff yeah so now he's just going to spin off into this uh, new world of of Escobar ruling I don't know what's going to happen well let me know how that is next week 
But now I'm, I don't even know if I'm going to watch it. Oh, really? Because I just can't help thinking, well, yeah. what I liked about Narcos, the first one, was that it was a true story mm. told in a different way and told well. I think I'm going to have to because I'm, I'm curious, but I'm not I'm not looking forward to it, I don't think. Mm. Okay. And I can see that, I can see me binning it off if it's not that interesting. Yeah. But maybe I can, if I, if I sort of realise that, okay, Pablo's in this new world, just get on with it, it might be good. I'll have to wait and see with that one. Okay. Well, uh, unfortunately, the only thing I've watched or been watching is extras I started watching. I've still, I've got about, I've got about four episodes left of The Office. Yeah, I, I mean. Including the Christmas specials, so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't want to talk too much about that because we've been a bit Gervais heavy recently. Well, you have, haven't we? <laughs> You've like taken over. I know, yeah. Um, but uh, do you have any more thoughts on The Office? For, for, uh, well, what, yeah. What you've seen? Um, I think I'm on the third episode of... I think, is it third or fourth of the second series now? I just forgot how much um, how much better it got in the second series. Than me. Like, really the most first two episodes are... Of some of the most cringing, juicy ones yeah. when the new team come in from yeah. Swindon. Oh my god! He just goes on new levels, David Brent, to impress. Yeah, he's just fantastic. Like, oh, I forgot how cringy and and just outrageous it was the second series. And <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm gonna really push on with that and get it done. So you must be past the appraisals episode now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm so that's one good. Of, yeah. I mean, that is just so funny. When he gets Dawn in his office, he's, he's trying to get her to say, he, he's a, she's the one who, he's the one who inspires her. Yeah. Oh, it's backfired. <laughs> it's just... And with um, Big Keith. Keith, well. yeah, yeah, Keith, Keith, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that we see more of Keith in the second series yeah. because he's um, he's really underrated character in the first one. He's he's hardly ever in it, really, but when he's in it, he's great. He's, he's funny and yeah. in the second series he comes in comes into it quite a bit more and mm. it's very funny I mean that's about appraisals episode which is, is one of my favourites mm. of the whole office the whole office yeah, uh, both too. series because j- the joke's about it because now they've got um, a black guy and the woman in the set in a, in a wheelchair mm. in, as mm. part of the, um, the team. team it's just one of the best one of the best comedies mm. series I think ever ever made and I and I'm enjoying extras. Yeah, uh, it's not as good as The Office, but it is still really funny. And I, I love what they do with the celebrities in that. And well, my my plan next is to is to do extras because that's on Netflix as well. Mm. Um, I think when we spoke about extras in the past, I never watched it. Like I watched The Office all the way through. I only dabbled in extras. Well, I'm really interested. Of, I'm really interested to hear. But what, what I did see, think. I remember doing a couple of. How many series is it? Just two. Two. Same as The Office, two and then remember, a Christmas special. I think I remember bashing through a lot of episodes and then I just forgot. <laughs> I just never picked it up again. I don't know why. Mm. It's uh, good. It's got a good progression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love the other character in that the Scottish woman who's in the lobster. She's good. Yeah, she's really funny. She's, she's really funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, Steve Merchant <laughs> is so funny, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He's so funny. Because mm. he's not in The Office, apart from in one like cameo scene. Mm. Um, but he is in extras and he's great in that. Mm. So yeah, I'm still watching that, and yeah, I'd be really interested to hear how you, what you think of that when you definitely watch yeah. that. Yeah. Anyway, that's uh, everything from me. Mm. We've waffled on enough. We have today. Not bad for just two of us. Yeah, I think we've done all right. <laughs> I think we've done better. Now. We'll get rid of Jack and Joe. Yeah. Why not? Well, certainly Jack anyway. <laughs> Got no commitment anyway. For him, so what? <laughs> uh, I'm joking, of course, Jack. I love you. Really. Uh, anyway, 
<laughs> we'll just move on to say that uh, you can email us at filmnightsatyahoo.co.uk uh, if you want and please follow us on Twitter at filmnight underscore and subscribe to us on YouTube, iTunes, uh, Stitcher and any other podcast that you found us on other than that unless you've got anything else you want to say Henry um, no I'd say enjoy your holiday Richie thank you very much where about are you going um, uh, a little village near Malaga <laughs> what? <laughs> What's it called? Uh, La Heradora. Oh, it's village, isn't it? It is very village, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, very much looking forward to it. Who are you going with? Uh, just my girlfriend, Cleo. Okay. Cool. Two weeks. Yep. Very nice. Good. Very nice. You have a great time. Yeah, looking forward to a break. And uh, thanks very much. Mm. So yeah. Uh, right, if that's everything. Yeah, yeah. Then I guess I'll say it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from me. Bye.